This episode of The Instance is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep, even you. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash wow and enter the promo code wow. On this episode of The Instance, I'm joined by Garrett Weinzerl. We talk a lot about BlizzCon tickets and how fast they went. August 30th is still technically summer. Significant alpha updates. We get your tap on in Legion. New trailer for the movie is dubsteppy, except the UK version. Tracer enters the Nexus. Hearthstone gets nerfed and buffed. Those mercy wings are pretty awesome in Diablo. And the open beta ends on the 25th for Overwatch. Your feedback and more on this episode of The Instance. I'm Jeff Kaplan and you're listening to The Instance. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance. We're going to talk about Blizzard stuff like we always do. And joining me today, a guest, because the other two chuckleheads are gone. It's, who is that, Arthas? Who is that? It's a little little Cupid Deadly Arthas. Oh, look at him. He was a little blurry, so I wasn't sure. He looks... Yeah, yeah, it's, the lighting isn't, uh, my lighting is very directional. His and, name's uh... Blurry Face, and he cares what I think. Uh, he, he, he does. Can He's... you save my uh, heavy, dirty soul, Scott? <laughs> My kids are all going to that concert in a month or something. They are fantastic live. You should go with them. That's what I heard. I heard they're really good live. But here's let me, let me tell you something about concerts and I there. Garrett Wines, our old guest of The Instance Today, host of The Angry Chicken and other things over at amove.tv. Welcome to the show. Uh, let me tell thank you, you. Thank you. Let me tell you about my, my time with uh, concerts. I did a ton of them when I was young. I would go see Ozzy Osbourne and watch Metallica open for them. I'd see Kiss concerts. I'd go to all the 80s hairband concerts. I saw Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Even something like, um, I don't know, who was it? Uh, Howard Jones I saw once. So the, I had a quite the gamut of various genres and types. And I was going, felt like every weekend, and my clothes always smelled like pot. All right? I was into it. <laughs> but something happened right around age 30 where I went, eh, don't care anymore. I got a CD, I got a streaming thing, I got an MP3. I don't need to go and be sweaty and hot and stand behind gross people and see some guy with his doodle out by accident or whatever other thing I'm going to run into that night. (laughs) And then the parking and the traffic and the nightmare. F it. I got enough stuff to do now. It's like I don't need it anymore. So they're all going without me. And I'm sure they're going to have a great time. And here's the thing. My wife, where she grew up, no concerts ever. Her parents were lame that way. So she goes all the time now with them. She loves it. Freaking loves it. Not me, dude. Give me, I'll stay home, play Heroes, uh, watch a, you know, catch up on Better Call Saul. Anything's better than a sweaty, hot, freaking mosh pit of delight. I still, uh, I still really enjoy concerts, although I'm getting to the age where I don't need to be in the pit anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think my wife may be listening and she, she gives me a, a ration of, of, of crap because she's still, <laughs> she wants to be down in it, up yeah. against the barricade, yeah. getting kicked in the head by crowd surfers. That's, that's her element. Well, good. Uh, I mean, look, it, you do it as long as you can do it and as long as you can enjoy it. But at some point, I, just take my word for it. You're going to go, all right, I'm, I'm good. I, I'll just chill. Or, or, or it may turn out I'm just a party pooping pig paste, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. The thing I just said. Uh, anyway, we're here. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's the incidents, and uh, we got stuff to talk about. Garrett, thanks so much for uh, hanging out, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back. As I was saying on the pre-show, we were going to have you on anyway, but uh, everyone else had stuff like busy weekend, bunch of traveling. Patrick, of course, is still in his uh, isolation tank in Japan for 
another what month and a half. Something yeah, like Dill, Dill's apparently got assaulted in a bar last night yeah, in San Francisco, that, so that our sucks. thoughts with him. Yeah, big time. I hope he's okay. Yeah, we know his camera's not. He had this nice uh, camera he's using for vlog taking and stuff, and it got mashed. That's like 500 bucks out the to- down the toilet. Uh, I, I don't know the details other than he got punched, and that freaking sucks. So yeah, uh hope he's all right. Yeah, you know? Dill, uh, Dill's man, if you're listening. Hope you're okay, dude. Yeah. Also, stay out of Oakland in the evening. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Nothing good. I said before the show, nothing good happens in Oakland after midnight. And all you Oakland people can tell me different. But I'm telling you, I've talked to Justin Robert Young. I know what's going on over there. It's trouble. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about all things Blizzard and a lot of WoW stuff, uh, actually, today. So that'll be good for our fans of the world of the Warcraft. Uh, Including a release date for Legion. We also have BlizzCon news and some other stuff. So we'll talk about all that here in a minute. Uh... Real quick, let's, uh, well, you know what? Let's just jump into it. What was I going to tell you about? Oh, 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 I want to make a recommendation. Okay. I picked up, here, where's the box? Hold on. I'm going to grab this so I can show everybody. I will explain to everyone what's happening for the audio audience. Okay. Scott is bending down looking for a box. Got it. Here's my box. You got his box. Yep, showing everyone my box. Check out my box, everybody. Take that for what you want. Um, here we have the Steel Series Apex M500. They're not sponsoring the show. They're not paying me to do this. Oh. I picked this keyboard up because I'm playing a lot of Overwatch, a lot of Heroes of the Storm, a lot of video games in general on my PC. In fact, it's pretty much all I use my PC for. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to go up a notch in terms of fidelity and oh, control. I, 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 I must say, Scott, I approve of your keyboard uh, choice. I don't know why. I don't know why I approve of your <laughs> keyboard choice, but it's not definitely not because I'm holding up my uh, red cherry switch still series mechanical keyboard right now. Very nice. Mine's all blue on the LEDs, but someone told me I can install software and I can program what LED color I want. Oh, I, that's cool. I haven't. I, mine doesn't that. light up. Mine is uh, is like a. It's just that I wanted the tank. I just wanted black plastic mechanical switches. Well, go. here's my question for you. Uh, so since you've had some experience with that, and I'm, I'm going to guess mine is similar in that they're both heavy, like heavy keyboards. Yes, they're incredibly heavy. Um, as someone who uh, who has been well-documented raging uh, when playing competitive games, it's a good keyboard to have. Yeah. And it's it, very resilient. And the rubber feet on the thing are super sturdy, and it feels like I'm playing on a, like a tank. And it doesn't feel like it's heavy because... We don't know how to make lighter components. It feels heavy on purpose. Like, this needs to not move very much. It needs to be like a freaking pillar of reliance so that when you've got your ASWD or your freaking QWER in the in, in effect, you are just uh, as solid as you could be. And that's how it feels, and I'm super loving it. So uh, unsolicited high recommendation for the SteelSeries Apex M500 uh, Pro Gamer keyboard, and uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, so. I never thought I'd be into mechanical keyboards. I never thought I'd care that much, and then I got one. Yeah, like, yeah, no, can't go back. I thought I was gonna. I really thought it was gonna be hard for me to do the other things I want to do with it. Like if I was not gaming, but needed to quickly pump an email out, or you know, I'm just typing stuff. I thought, well, that's when I'm not gonna enjoy this. Like that's that's the dual use I'm not gonna think is cool. Oh yeah, yeah. How surprised were you? I'm totally surprised. Completely shocked how much I like that. It is the best typing experience out there. Yeah, it feels real good. <laughs> You know, I, on my Mac, I've got a little chiclet thing going, which I'm fine with. I don't mind it. But, man, this thing's really, I don't know, it's really rad. So uh, yeah. big, big, uh, big ups to them for making a rad keyboard. All right. Let's do this right here. Let's get into the news. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. First of all, let's talk about BlizzCon tickets. They went really, really, really fast, as always. That's a, a, not an unusual thing to say in the last 10 years or so. And um, 
they have another chance tomorrow. So if you didn't get them the other night you or the other afternoon, you'll have one more chance on Saturday to nab your tickets. Did you, what was your experience? Did you try to grab some? What'd you do? We had, let's see, I, Katie on her computer, my, uh, me on mine, mm-hmm. uh, and then three other friends on a phone call, all on separate computers. And Katie and I were the only ones that got through. Oh, man. That's a kick in the shorts, isn't it? A little bit uh, it, for them. It, it, it ended up working out because we were able to get enough tickets for our friends. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, all right. Then you got that's in. That's why we did it that way. Right, right, um, right. But, uh, yeah, it was nuts, man. Like, uh, you could see, like, when you hit go because there's a little clock thing. And I, I think Katie was seven seconds in. I was eight second, or, or, sorry, a seventh of a second in. And Katie was, like, an eighth or whatever. Katie got in first. I got in, like, two minutes later. The rest of the people on our call, like, sat there for probably a good 10 minutes with no information given to them whatsoever. This new system doesn't tell you where you are in queue. doesn't tell you how many tickets are left. And like 10 minutes later, just sorry, none are left. Oh, and and I mean, I've been seeing it on Twitter all night that people were having that experience sitting and, you know, waiting for it to talk to them for 12, 13, 14 minutes. And then just saying, sorry, no tickets. Yeah. That's a kick square in the beef. Uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, very, um, uh, what, what's the word? I'm, I'm bullish that I'll end up getting something, a better chance tomorrow. It didn't work out for me and I didn't have a big group of people doing it, but the people I know who did have a big group, like we had Ibit and a bunch of other people all trying to get tickets and none of them got it. And they were doing the same thing Oof. as you and they all thought they were in and then they weren't. And it's just a nightmare. So, uh, I, I don't get it. We're, we must be lucky because we get them every year. And I mean, to pull out the curtain, Scott, you and I, we typically get press passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but one. I don't know about usually you. One, I don't yeah. know if I have a press pass usually about two weeks before the convention. No, no, no. This is an important thing to say. People like to, it's been the long running joke on the show and in my world generally for the last 10 years of doing the show that, that somehow I've got some secret connection that gets me tickets or does all that and that's not true they they are always very generous every year they say here's here's a media pass and if they can for either other co-hosts or whatever they'll say well here's some additional general admission tickets one or two maybe but it's never not only not a guarantee but like you said it's seriously like down to the freaking wire and this year i don't even know because the guy who i used to have to interface with isn't there anymore so i don't know when we're getting it like (laughs) Like, I, I'm going to assume that this is happening so much so that I've got hotels, I've got flights booked, everything's done, but I don't know until, you know, tomorrow I'm going to make that valiant effort, and if that doesn't work, well, then it's all fingers crossed until... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll get in. But again, yeah, yeah that's why. So if anyone's out there like, Garrett, don't you have a, didn't you have a uh, press pass last year's? Like, yes, but uh, assume nothing, prepare for everything is my mantra. That's a pretty good so, mantra to have, I think. Yeah. Anyway, good luck tomorrow, everybody. If you didn't get them the other day, then... Godspeed. Um, we have a release date. August 30th, 2016. Legion, the expansion for World of Warcraft in 2016 is coming out. They had originally said we're aiming for summer, and they just barely made it in there. Uh, I am so prepared, Illidan. <laughs> I am so prepared. I do feel a little overprepared at this point. Like I, I understand that they've been yes, trying actually, to compress uh, the time they, frame, but this feels like it still took too, a little bit too long, even though it's you know this summer. The red button on my turkey popped a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what that's a euphemism for, but <laughs> it's a euphemism for turkey. Oh, good. All Those right. red buttons that tell you when they're done. Oh, yeah. all right. I so was, not, no penis or any of that. And I right. was ready. I was very ready for an expansion uh, probably about six months ago. I would say six to nine months ago for me. And it's it is a long time coming. Um, certainly uh, the expectations are both high and tempered. Um, I, I feel like Blizzard themselves have we've talked about this on the show a bunch, but they've 
they, I feel like they're positioning this as um as a as a in a in a lot of ways a resurfacing of the game, um, a chance to go back and reassess what classes are and what they do and how they're going to feel, think about what the lore means in regards to that, tighten up the experience, prune some abilities, um, just make it a I guess you know a, a cleaner package overall, and that's great. I'm all for that. But there's also this sense of all right, you're, you're 11 years in. Warlords didn't perform the way you needed it to on the tail end of it. You didn't have a lot of content, and not only that, players got in and got out much quicker, and they left in, at the rate of about half of your player base is no longer paying, playing, paying to play the game. So part yep. of me thinks they're tempering their PR to be a little less excitable so that we come into this with slightly lower expectations, not because it deserves lower expectations, but that they really want to exceed what we expect. That's at least my optimistic view on this, is that Legion is going to be much, much better and more important to us as WoW lovers than we think. And part of, part of that is due to their, you know, kind of quietness on the WoW front. They don't really talk about it very much, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, at the moment... Uh uh, not to be too cynical, what is there to talk about? Well, there's not a lot. Um, it has been, it hasn't, we, we officially hit a year since the last patch, right? Yeah, it's been a year. months uh, since, uh, since Hellfire Citadel released and yeah. there has been nothing since. That, that is, that, that is a tall, that, 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 that's hard to swallow. It is really hard to swallow. Not only that, their other games are taking center stage in a lot of ways. Overwatch's launch is absolutely huge and is is a shadow on all their games, and not you know not just WoW, but at least the other teams have been out there and in front. Later on, we're going to talk about big Hearthstone happenings over the last few days, and and that's very much been in the minds of gamers. And what's going on in Heroes has been a big deal, and and you know their games. I would argue there's been more news about Mercy's Wings being in Diablo three than there has been about what's happening in World of Warcraft. I would even argue that the launch, the announcement of this launch was one of the most tepid things I've ever heard come out of Blizzard. And again, I think it's all on purpose. I don't think that they're trying to, I don't think it, Patrick has different feelings about this, but I don't think anybody's slacking is what I'm trying to say. I don't think they're over there just going, oh, just, I'm not, we're not in the mood to put together a good launch day package or we're not in the mood to do a cool video and talk about it or any of that. I think that they are purposely trying to temper our expectations. So that when this thing comes out, we're all going to be very pleasantly surprised about how much this new expansion means. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I mean, I'm personally trying to stay away from it. I mean, I'm in the alpha. I barely touched it, but I'm, I'm so excited because I, I know enough. I know what I need to know as a Warcraft fan to be excited for this expansion. I do not want to ruin it for myself. Yep. Why would you? Uh, we're going to and, and I feel like there's there's a. There's a goal there from Blizzard to do the same. Now, obviously, you go to MMO Champion, you you know, you go to Wowhead. It's gonna you're gonna spoil yourself. There's there's plenty of information out there if you want to find it, but it's not really coming directly from Blizzard. They're, they're just kind of put the alpha out there and like, listen, you you, you want to put the stuff on their site, do it. But we're not doing hype videos. We're not we're not giving you zone walkthroughs for every zone in the game. We're not gonna show you every dungeon. We're not gonna show you every raid. Yeah, um, and I so. and I think that works for me weirdly. <laughs> I mean, again, people are going to just say, well, you'll like whatever they do. Well, maybe, but I, uh, I, I feel like I like this approach. And I'm very excited in August. I love, the, um, I love the complaint that you're uh, not enough of a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, I get that all the time. It's like, ah, you're not, an, not enough of a dick. <laughs> work, work on that a little bit. 
Um, it says here that if you're pre-ordering, there's good news for you because, uh, as a reminder, and this is all this all came out day of the announcement of the of the date, that you'll get a level 100 boost. That is immediately, and uh, you can do that with whatever character you want to do. The Demon Hunter already, class. I already have mine. Yeah, you've already got yours. Demon Hunter class is coming. The Digital Deluxe Edition gives you the Illidan Fire, uh, excuse me, Fellstalker Mount, Nibbles Pet, Fellstalker Mountain Heroes, which looks great, by the way. StarCraft Two portraits. I swear, StarCraft Two, all they ever get is portraits. I guess what else are they gonna do, right? Like what other yeah. what other little? Uh, I wish they had more paint jobs or something, like on the on your city center or not your city center, <laughs> your your command center. Like some I don't know, cool like paint that you could put on your command centers or something. Are you talking about I mean, it's StarCraft? Yeah. StarCraft has needed a lot for a long time. Yeah. Like, Listen, the of, there, there's no customization in in the game itself. There needs to be. Uh, you get, you know, it, w- once per collector's edition, we get a cool alternate version mm-hmm. of one unit. It's like, come on, man! I, well, I want exactly what you just said. I want, a, I want a cool home base. Well, you're an, you're a an old school StarCraft two podcaster. You used to, uh, yeah, and, and and there's very much a reason why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, and my point is that when you were doing it. You know, it was all, everything was hot and new, and it was you know twenty eleven and twelve, and things were you know killing it over there. But I don't I don't know what they do with StarCraft now. I mean, we may as well talk about this for a second. What do you think StarCraft needs to be? Is it just that RTSs nobody cares anymore, or they don't care at the level they needed to? Or I think uh, at it, at its core, uh, StarCraft two StarCraft is what it needs to be, and it's not a game that needs frequent updates or needs frequent content. It is a box product. You buy it, you get your thing, and you're done. Mm, so in the uh, so it's one of those arguments like in the shadow of all the other efforts Blizzard's making, it's very difficult to make that seem exciting when you're making everything else seem exciting. And it because, just feels like if you iterate if you iterate on on a strategy game too much, uh, it, it's hard to have a competitive scene to a certain degree. It'd be like trying to iterate on chess constantly. Oh it's, yeah, you don't want to do that, and that's why in StarCraft you only get m- major iterations with 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 uh, expansions you get new units and stuff like that and now there's balance patches they don't it's not like they just put it down to like oh uh oh the swarm hosts are just totally broken well too bad (laughs) gonna have to deal with it until legacy of the void i mean they do the they do there's small iterations in between but as far as big massive changes to the game you're gonna have to wait for expansions for that starcraft 2 is done now Mm -hmm. um but i mean we're getting we we got the nova campaign Mm -hmm. which i'm personally not excited about i think they picked the most boring character in all of starcraft (laughs) Uh, to, to give me a story about, but I think that's good. I think that's good for the game. Just because it doesn't appeal to me personally doesn't mean that it's uh, it's not a direction you could go with StarCraft. I would like to see more of that mm-hmm. for other characters. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. I don't know what the success has been on that. I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know how that piece of DLC went or how it played, but um, they, they clearly have desires and designs to extend the life of that game in ways that it just is underwhelming compared to the rest of the lineup, and I don't fault them for it. it you know, it's... That's and that and that's a team too. You got to remember that's working on two separate titles. Yeah, this is, the StarCraft Two team is also the Heroes of the Storm team. That's so. a good point. Uh, Diablo Three will get wings and helms, uh, helm transmog from this pre-order of uh, Legion. The collector's edition is available at Amazon for eighty nine ninety nine. Keep in mind, you have to go through some extra steps to get the boost and the Demon Hunter early access stuff. So yeah, if you get the physical version, yep. Yeah, physical stuff messes you up a little bit. We'll yeah, so I, part of the reason I stopped doing it that it also went up in price, and mm-hmm. the StarCraft one didn't have an art book this time, which is the number one reason I usually purchase these things. Yeah, that stuff is so good. That's why I have them all too over there. Um, yeah. So, uh, th- but this I, I got a digital version, so I will uh, <clears throat> I will be buying my art book off eBay. Yeah, we'll talk about the Overwatch pre-order 
early access tracer heroes thing here in a minute because I have some things to say about that. I think they could improve that process, I guess is what I'm saying. I agree. Um, beta updates of significance, the beta, or beta alpha rather, was just updated on the PTR, and Suramar is now in the game. You can explore that place. It is a big zone and is now in the game and available for you to go look at. Uh, quests and various things are there. Court of Stars Dungeon is now in there as well, and uh, Order Hall quests and campaigns for mages and demon hunters have been updated slash added, and uh, I'm hearing really good things about the campaign for the mages, which makes me excited because it's kind of the second player or second uh, class I play the most. Very much looking forward to that. Have you? Have you? You already said it. You're not even going to touch that alpha. You're not even going to get in there, or maybe you've looked no, at I, it. But. I, I like. I, I think the first time I guessed it on the instance I mentioned that I played through the beginning of the the Death Knight legendary quest. Yeah. Uh, which is phenomenal. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely phenomenal. As a as a Warcraft three fan, if you're an Arthas fanboy like I am, mm-hmm. uh, don't play it. Wait until it's nice and polished and ready, and it's in the launch. Just and then go do it because yeah. it's great. It's super good. I would I would agree. Um, but uh, other than that, no, I haven't really messed with the alpha at uh, really at all. Well, let's let's eat all we can on the thirtieth of August. Screw this early business. I mean, look, plan, I want man. it. I want it to be bug free. I want people to test it. I want people to have that alpha and to pound away. I'm not. I don't want to diminish that, but I I just want to take the stance I've always taken, which is I want it. I want to. It's like Christmas when an expansion comes out. I want to just go in and not come out until I'm done. Yeah, man, I'm fine. I'm fine with the live game right now. It's uh, it's the Blizzard game I'm playing the least, but that's okay. I'm in there. I'm slowly leveling the twenty on my Orc Hunter or uh, mm-hmm. Orc Rogue to get my Hearthstone portrait. I'm I'm tinkering on my fresh hundred Death Knight because I got the boost. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. You boosted him. That's cool. Yeah, I uh, I'm doing the level twenty thing too, and um, I'm about I'm probably five levels away, and I'm doing. Uh, well, I'll just say that there's some cool video thing coming that people should keep their eyes on. Oh, sweet. Uh, let's talk about tapping in the game. People have often complained that when you hit a character or a creature that somebody else is already fighting or because server latency meant that somehow it detected they hit them first in an open world setting that now that's tapped, you can't take credit for that, either XP or, or the kill, unless it's a sort of a group quest uh, or a, a type of character in a quest chain that lets anybody and all people attack it at once. Uh, or big world bosses and that sort of thing. So that's been a complaint for I can't tell you how many years. It's just driven people crazy. Most MMOs since have implemented a system where it doesn't matter who's tapping a, a mob out in the in the in the wilds. You all get credit yeah, for killing everyone, it. Everyone gets credit. And then your backdoor MMOs like Destiny and the Division also employ the very the same type of tech. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've decided to change that up in Legion. Most creatures, and this is now on the alpha, so you can actually play it now if you're playing it, but most creatures, they say, this is a quote, you encounter will now have up to five players on their tap list by default. The mob's name will gray out when you can no longer obtain credit for attacking it, so the sixth person to attack will not get credit. Uh, parties. <laughs> oh, how disappointed that sixth person will be. Oh, really? This is never, there's never five people attacking the same knoll. Yeah. Come on. It is an odd... It's an oddly specific number, isn't it, though? Like it's, yeah, it's the size of a, of a standard party. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, keep it at the party size. Um, parties yeah. are a special exception as we allowed your entire party to tap on that list if one person is on the tap list. So if you attack and you're in a, um, a raid group of 25 people and you're all in the same place hanging out in the real world or out in the open world or something, you'll, you'll all can do it. You all get the oh. credit. Yeah, I hope you're not uh, trying to complete quests with those skills, though, because now you're in a raid group and you're not getting credit. Yeah, forget that. I wonder if they fixed that. I hope that's they, fixed. They fixed. Is that still in the game? I, I don't know. I can't it's remember the, the last time I was in a raid group it's been and a actually while. was trying to quest at the same time. I don't remember either, but I hated that. Oh, my gosh, that but was I, so But dumb. I remember in the early days when I first started raiding, when you when you would 
like, oh, yeah, Steve didn't show up. Well, we're going to have to stand outside Karazan and yell, looking for 1M. Well, you could be, uh, you know, halfway across Azeroth, killing some little thing. They're way over there just waiting for enough people to show up before they start porting people in. And you're like, why isn't this quest completing? Why can't I <laughs> yep. get credit for any yeah. of this stuff? I've got 15 rat pelts and it says, yeah. I, you know, I'm not getting them. It's the super, it's super weird. Yeah, I don't know if that's still in there or not. That's what I'm thinking of because after I figured it out originally, well, they say I haven't tried to do it. Yeah, it's been ages for me. But they say here, uh, please let us know if you find any bugs with this. We want you to be able to progress with your group. Uh, Rare spawns, world bosses, and quest bosses will largely continue to allow unlimited tappers as long as they have been uh, as they have been previously, both to facilitate large group engagements and remove potential roadblocks. Then they say this. Somebody asks, why does this not apply to cross faction? Meaning, if there are three of you and two of the other faction, how come those other two can't also get credit? And this is the exact quote reply. Long story short, you're not supposed to like the other faction. I mean, they really want you to not like the Horde or the Alliance, depending on which side you're on. I I really like this reply <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Like, so damn much. Uh, even though there's a small part of me that kind of wishes, like, who cares? I wish I could just buddy, I could party up with my, my buddy who's a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's happened plenty of times in Warcraft lore mm-hmm. where people have reached across the aisle. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, I love this. I love this because that was going to be my joke, my gr- joke reaction, which is because F those alliance buttholes. Yeah, like- <laughs> screw those guys. We got here first. Bastards. Yeah. I like that Blizzard, Blizzard continues to sow discontent within their game world, and I like that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's fine. My, my, my problem is I play on both sides, so I kind of... Oh, you're playing both sides now, are you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to take that for anything but what you said. It's fine. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, uh, there's a new movie trailer out. It is. Some people really hate the music in it. This is the American one. I'm going to play a bit of it. This is the U- released in the U.S. There has since been a U.K. trailer, and I'll show you the difference. But here we go. There's a little orc business. Okay. Warcraft. New trailer. If you notice this thing, by the way, before I start this, if you notice this thing where they... Trailers are starting to start with a tiny clip of the trailer in it, and then they start the trailer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, new trailer, and then there's this orc at the beginning punching the screen, and then they go to the the following previews. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is happening a lot. Jason Bourne's trailer did this. Uh, The Warcraft trailer. I've seen two or three others do this. I don't understand this trend. It's weird to me. Just show me the damn trailer. I know why I'm here. It's super cheesy and takes me really out of it. Yeah. I don't get it. Chat room, those watching live, this is what I'm talking about. All right, see that? No, we know. It's like it's like some doughhead on... on uh, I, this is the other thing I don't like on YouTube. We should be over this by now. Don't give me titles. We, I know what I'm looking at. The title is in the text below the video. I know why I came here and clicked this. You don't need to do a nice screen with what you think is your fancy freaking iMovie treatment of the title. Just go right to the content. I'm I too impatient. It's... I don't know. They really want you to know what you're about to watch before you watch it, I guess. I guess uh, so. All right. Well, here's a taste of it, and you guys can see why people are upset. Or or I don't know if many... I don't know. Maybe some people like this. I like the music, but I don't like it in the trailer. So here we go. We, we got a storm wind. Many years now. talking. Some orcs. One of our villages burned tonight. For those listening on audio. Okay. Here we go. Let's get to the music. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. A little more. To fight this e- here we go. Saving the world is not a one-man job. We fight together or we die together. You don't have me to protect you. I need no one to protect me. Oh, okay. 
Okay, here's the real music. Check this out. Yeah. Be smarter. All right. So, how do people feel about that? Like, how I'm do gonna you... go throw up, and I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, that is the worst. That is actually the worst. Whoever is responsible for that, you are a horrible person. You suck at your job, and you should be fired. Oh wow, dude. <laughs> That's insane. Um, um, hey, yeah. Scott, you remember when sci-fi movies sucked because the soundtrack was just MIDI, like synthesized garbage? Yeah. And then Star Wars came around and mm -hmm. was like, hey, guys, you should actually give a crap about the music you put in your entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, welcome to 2016, where we've <coughs> learned nothing. I have a theory. I have a theory. I mentioned it pre-show. I'll say it again. I think there are some old men in suits who are sitting around a table going, we really need to push this to the kids. What are the kids into? Well, I hear about this EDM and the dead mice and the and the <laughs> and the Skrillexes, right? And they and they're trying to yeah. put. They're like, uh, and listen, I'm I'm not here to say it. I actually really like a lot of that music. I'm a big EDM fan. I liked it when it was not cool. I'm a total hipster on this stuff. I liked Left Field and freaking uh, 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 Crystal Method and these guys in the '90s. Like, I'm a huge fan of electronic music. I just don't think it fits here. That's all. I'm sure that's a great song on its own. Let's go to the club, yo, and throw back some E or whatever the, everyone's into now. But I don't. But I'm not interested in having this applied to this this thing, right? No, like no. I mean, the the um, what I'm gonna think of this. Think of this application on a Lord of the Rings trailer. All right. I like that. That's a good you comparison. Do? No, I mean I'm, I like your comparison. So like, like if you it, let's say you've got you're, you're showing a scene of uh, it's Minas Tirith and you got all these uh, these elves and orcs and humans ready yep. for a great battle and suddenly things start going whoa 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 like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't fit so I get it it it, 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 it really just doesn't. And, and yeah this is me like it, it, I, I'm assuming yeah uh, because I believe in humanity that the music in the movie itself is not going to be this yeah. Um, uh, Dwayne, so it, it, it's, it's the trailer. Honestly, I don't, I don't care that much, but you asked me my opinion and in my opinion, I like it. Nolan. Somebody dropped the ball horribly. Um, let it hang out. But, dude. It's not a problem. Uh, this Dwayne uh, Nibley guy in the chat room says he makes movies for a living. His soundtrack is always the last thing created. What we get in the trailers is almost never what's in the end product. Okay, sure. But then there's this UK version of the trailer Yep. where, oh, and I'd lost the link chat room. Give me that link again. If you get a second, uh, it yeah, is the, the music is the music in that in the UK version is it's completely nondescript. There's no hook. There's nothing that makes me think, oh, Warcraft music, but it fits. It fits yeah. what I am. What is happening to my eyeballs? You mean a act, action fantasy epic with swords yes. and warhammers and things like that? Yes. Yes. That's the whole use an thing. orchestra. Use instruments that were built with wood and strings <laughs> like don't give me something that sounds like robot sex. Yeah. Or I got even a better idea for you. I don't know if anyone out there knows this. Oh, here's the example of the UK one. Zoe put it back in. Let's play this real, real quick. I'll just skip ahead some. Dark forces are upon us. By the way, over there, it's called Warcraft the Beginning. On the edge of war. It's death to all things. Right, let's skip ahead some. There is no other life but war. But with the human's help, there could be. Can we trust yeah, them? so it's super generic, but it's fitting. Yeah, and that's key to what I'm to what we're saying. I think is just make it fit. I understand sometimes discordant discordancy works, like when you take something like um, the song. You, oh, I don't even know the song, but the new trailer for the Magnificent Seven, which is a big you know sprawling western. Their trailer uses something that's kind of modern-ish, seventies something music. 
totally fine with it. There's something about it that works. I don't know why it fits. It just does. Tarantino does this all the time in his actual films. Like it's a it's a thing you can do creatively. And I don't want to kibosh that. I'm just saying this is Warcraft. And oh, wouldn't it be nice, Garrett, if we had access somehow, oh, I don't know, to one of the greatest video game composers of all time, <laughs> Russell Brower, who has an enormous I'm library of music you could have tapped into and used for your trailers. As shocking as that may sound, maybe that's how you could have gone free. And I don't think this is on Blizzard. I think this is all on corporate I, I, again BS. i think i i think your your the stage you said with dudes in suits going how do we sell this together because honestly i don't think they need to sell it to us i don't think they need to sell it to warcraft fans to blizzard fans because i think we're already showing up it doesn't matter we're gonna go see this movie mm. they need to sell it to you know the general populace yeah. um but there's i don't know there's just something about like there's the the, the, the freaking electronica dubstep soundtrack to your trailer like i've seen it all the time it just makes your movie look cheap yeah that's what all these bad special effects laden action films that flop that's what all their trailers have yeah it makes it look cheap but also just it just tells it sends me a message which is you don't trust us to get it right you don't trust us to perceive this for what it is and, yeah. and I don't like it when they do that. And I know there's a lot of nervousness around the idea that this is a video game movie and those have a very bad reputation. And we all want this to be the one that turns things around. But you got to give us something, man. And UK, you're getting something. They gave you a nice trailer. I don't know why they think so much more highly of you and your kids than they do in our, you know, our kids. And by the way, chat room, I know it's not dead mice. I know it's dead mouse. That's the funny part. That's why I'm, I'm making a joke. It was intentional, chat room. I'm a huge Dead Mouse fan. <laughs> I could have said Dead Mouse 5 and really pissed some people off. Oh, that would have been a oh, missed opportunity, man. That's right up there with a dollar, ha. Huh? He called the Diablo show once, you know, one time. He called the really? Diablo. Yeah, he called the Diablo show and talked about, this, I can't remember what it was, something about something, and I will cherish that audio clip forever. That is amazing. Yeah, he's a big Diablo Did he guy. introduce himself as, hi, I'm Mr. Dead Mouse? He used his real name. His oh, uh, wow. and and I was not sure it was him until I went and did a bunch of comparisons to interviews he had done. It's totally him. Anyway, Eric doesn't believe me. It doesn't matter. Check this out. Heroes of the Storm. Uh, we've been playing Tracer, and she's pretty great. I need to know what you think though. Before I mean, listen. <clears throat> if you really want to hear the in depth analysis on Tracer, go listen to Into the Nexus. Go listen to the Core Podcast on both of our Heroes podcasts. Yep. We talk at length and yep. and very deep about uh, Tracer, her impact. In Heroes of the Storm, why she's great, why she's not, and all of that stuff. But on the surface here, I think it's important we at least talk a little bit about it. So where are you at with Tracer? What do you think? Well, one thing I'll say that I don't think I said on Instant Nexus last night um, is uh, I think Tracer, more more than any other hero, uh, I've, I've never enjoyed playing as or having a, this hero on my team so much. And on the flip side, hating playing against a hero so horribly yeah. <laughs> uh, with any one hero. And that's how it is with Tracer. I, uh, I mean, overall, I think they nailed it. Uh, I mean, we're both in the Overwatch beta. We're both really fortunate in that regard. And I've played a lot of Tracer. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure how she was going to translate into an isometric uh, MOBA. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out really well. They did a phenomenal job, I feel, uh, translating the way Tracer plays into Heroes of the Storm. So much to the fact that I just... I. It was like putting on a comfy pair of shoes. I just, oh, yeah. She feels right. She feels like she does. Like she feels like Tracer. Uh, yeah. In 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 this weird isometric overhead way, but still feels very. In fact, I have this problem where you reload. So her 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 resource in the game is is ammo basically, and using how you use that ammo depending on how you spec her can have a big impact on damage and kind of how you behave in the game, um, just like it would in in her in the shooter. Um, 
But in the shooter, of course, R is reload. That's kind of your default reload for every character that reloads. And that's true of most shooters. In this game, it's D. It's her trait button, basically. Uh, that's fine, except that she feels so much like Tracer from Overwatch to me. I keep hitting R when I'm reloading. <laughs> and it's only her I do this with. I don't feel that way with anyone else. Where D is required, I hit D. And when there's no D to hit, I don't hit it. But in with her, I'm reloading constantly because I, I there's some strategy to that. And I keep hitting R, which is her ultimate in this game. Which means that I'm using that heroic ability without meaning to. Or doing or, nothing. Because or doing nothing. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, but I have it like, um, oh no, I actually haven't quick casted uh, that, but you could, I guess. But anyway, the point yeah, yeah. is, she feels so much like her counterpart in, in Overwatch that it's throwing me. Just a little bit, just a tiny bit. Yeah, I can, I can hear that. I, 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 I can get behind that. To, I'm to their a, credit, right? To their credit. Like I'm having a similar but different problem. Exactly. I'm, uh, in any shooter, I reload constantly i am like i used one bullet cool time to reload unless there's something to shoot right then in my face i'm always reloading because i don't want to be caught with anything other than a full clip yeah um but in heroes i get in and i just i know in the back of my head r is r is heroic r is heroic r is heroic i just never end up reloading at all because it does not compute that i should hit d so i'm like whatever i'm gonna break my obsessive shooter compulsion and just never reload and let her auto reload uh, that's not a also bad. not the best thing in the world especially if you take that talent that uh benefits you to re- uh to actively reload uh once the channeling is 50 uh, past the 50 percent mark correct and there's also that one where you want to empty a full clip into the character and get a bonus damage on emptying the clip and if you're half loaded you're not going to get that bonus so there's a lot, there's a few things like that, that that really curve the way that that reload mechanic works. But bottom line is she's really great. She's really hard to play against if somebody's good with her. There are a few ways to to get her, you know, to sort of give her trouble. I feel like uh, Zero Tool is an extremely good counter to her right now, best I can tell on the surface anyway. This is very early. We've only had her since Tuesday. Um, yeah. But Bo Schwartz, my co-host on the core podcast we do, uh, frogpants.com slash core, that deals with this this game exclusively, had this to say about what he thinks the next character from Overwatch should be in this game. Because now that we've had a taste of what Tracer can do, it feels like, ooh, now you can start thinking about literal translations of these characters. Like, I'm I'm certain Widowmaker is only going to be a skin for Nova. It makes perfect sense. We don't need two snipers. We don't need two uh, people that go sort of invisible. I think that she ends up being a skin. That image in that video is absolutely a skin on Nova. You can tell. Like, I'm convinced of that. So there are, there's going to be some of that. You're never going to see Junkrat as Junkrat. You might get a Junkrat skin for Stitches. Makes perfect sense to see Junkrat as that skin, plus his abilities are similar. You mean Roadhog? Roadhog, what I say, Junkrat? Yeah, yeah I'm Roadhog. Like, wait, where are you going with now, this? Now, here's what I'm going to, here's what I'll <laughs> say, because I, I think I said Junkrat, because he's the guy I want to get to. Bo suggested, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, the single most exciting possible character might be Junkrat, given his complete uniqueness in the field. You can almost come up with an analog for an existing hero's character for all the Overwatch, uh, you know, standards, uh, for the most part. But in the case of Junkrat, he would be wholly unique. And some would say, "Well, what about Gazlo?" I would disagree. I don't think Gazlo is anything like Junkrat. You've got no. You've got an incredible chance to do some weird stuff with traps, concussion mines, and if they're and, and the reason that sounds exciting is because they may just literally translate him again, like they did with Tracer. Like we're not going to get some weird mana hybrid thing. Uh, out of out of junk rat potentially uh his siege damage could be crazy like there's so much to do there 
Um, so yeah, he's our, he is my, and I think Bo would agree, our current hope for the next hero to make it into the Nexus. If you had to pick one Overwatch character right now that you want to see move over, who would it be? Uh, for selfish reasons, Diva, just because I like Diva so damn much. Yeah. And I agree with uh, Doc Hall in the chat rooms that says there, there's got to be some fantastic lines of dialogue between her and Kerrigan, considering in her lore, she is an ex-Starcraft 2 pro. Oh, yeah, dude. That would be super cool. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love Diva to death. Um, but it, it's, we, we actually talked about this a little bit on Into the Nexus last night, how there would, there's a bit of overlap there with, with Tychus. Tychus A uses Gatling guns, so mm -hmm. does Diva. Tychus also, if he goes Thor, has this big metal exoskeleton that he pops out of eventually. That's true. Uh, do you uh, th now, with Diva, you'd, it would be different because you would have to start in your suit. Do you think they'd nice. ever, do you think they'll ever do, so there's, a, there's an assumption floating around that they'll end up giving, it'll go one, one direction or the other. They'll either give Zarya her own Tychus skin in Overwatch or heroes will get a Zarya skin in heroes simply because there's this gun that you hold out with your two hands like that. Mm, that's, that I'm not that's, sure they're going to do that. I, I find that to be an incredibly uh, <laughs> uh, shallow approximation of what makes a hero. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. But the shield stuff is kind of tacitary. Like there's, there's a lot of analogs to most of those characters. Junkrat just jumps out at me. And, you know, to some degree, D.Va, though. Um, given her other abilities or why that mech is important and when she's out of it, what that means and stuff like that. Yeah. But, there's, but there's overlap there, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and with Widowmaker, I would even argue that Widowmaker, I think, is is different enough, but I, I but I don't think different enough to be its own hero. Um, but I mean, she doesn't go cloak. She has a grappling hook. Nova does cloak. Does not have a grappling hook. That's that's at least somewhat different. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's enough to warrant have adding another sniper to the game. Uh, well, like I said. Uh, you can catch into the Nexus or Core and get way deeper on this stuff if you would like. Uh, so go check yeah. those shows out. Let's talk about Hearthstone, which you could also do on the Angry Chicken. But uh, I'm very curious about your summation of everything that was announced over the last couple of days, uh, at least highlights, and how excited are you for formats coming next week? The most excited I've ever been for this game. Whoa, that's a tall. That's a tall order right there. Yep. Yeah. So what? Why? Give me the skinny on why that would be. Why is it the most um, exciting? Well, it's it's in it's definitely in part because the game is the stalest it has ever been for the single longest period of time that it has ever been stale. Mm. Uh, the meta has not shifted in um, months, uh, which which is hilarious. You know, we're here. We're in the graces of massive World of Warcraft fans who have been sitting with no new content for over a year, and I'm complaining that I had to deal with four months of a stale meta. <laughs> Um, but, but there's, I'm also a WoW fan and there's a lot of extra extraneous stuff I can go do as well. In Hearthstone, it is just playing a card game. And if that, if I don't get new cards, if the meta doesn't shift, it's real boring. Yeah. Um, and that's where Hearthstone has been for, for a while now. Why are Druids all complaining? What's the problem with Druids? Uh, well, Druid has only had really one type of viable competitive archetype for the most part, um, since Hearthstone released. Mm. They've they've gotten new cards in and out slowly, like small little garnishes here and there. But overall, the basic idea of how a druid is played has not changed since classic. Mm. And the it really comes down to their force of nature and their savage roar combination that allows for a lot of burst potential. And force of nature is getting nerfed uh, to a point where it will be one hundred percent unusable with that combination now. Oh wow! So that's a, that is a that's a hard nerf for uh, the the druid's win condition that has existed since the beginning of the game now no longer exists. Whoa! 
Well, maybe that'll, I mean, hmm. and you were telling me the other night, the, the loss of, or all these nerfs, the cards are getting changed, basic cards, uh, cards have been there since the beginning. Those changes are across the board, meaning if you're going to play wild, meaning the wild format where nothing, you know, all the cards are still there, nothing's being phased out. Right. You're still you're still hit by these same nerfs. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So so druids even even with every card staying the same and all the stuff you love about the last you know five years or whatever staying in there, you're still being subject to these changes and that's got the changes of upset. existing cards. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the the goal is what obviously what what Team Five is trying to accomplish is to push m- not just druid multiple classes into new archetypes. Um. And unfortunately, all we can do to the best of our degree right now is theorycraft, but we really won't know for a little while now how successful they, they are, they're going to be. Mm. And then, uh, so it's Tuesday, right? We get the Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday, Old Gods comes out, which, by the way, uh, make sure you log in, guys. A lot of free packs to be to be received. A total of 13 if you do all the quests. Oh, my Lord. And you get three free packs just for showing up. Wow. Not to mention a free uh, legendary. You get Cthulhu for free. Well, you know this is my my chance to get back in in a big way because I'm excited about standard. Um, I'm, I'm very, very excited for standard. Yeah, because I'm, I don't know. That just feels, it feels fair to guys like me who come back and go away and come back. Yeah, because you still have your, now I I, I was, uh, was and still kind of am to a certain degree pretty uh, lukewarm about them announcing that classic and basic cards were never going to go away. Yeah. Because to me, that's not enough change for the game. Oh, really? That's interesting. Um, but I, 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 I can't, really argue too hard against their reasoning which is for people like you that take a break and come back to the game at least you have some bastion of sanity yeah because it feels like a group of cards that's like well at least i still have these yeah i have these cards still otherwise it just feels overwhelming and i I know a lot of players feel the same and i think that's why they did all this yeah but uh to know that there's kind of a static thing i can count on that still rotates in and out with new content is is exciting to me yeah, the, the fact that everything's going to change up every every year, mm-hmm. that uh, whatever is now three years old drops off in standard, not in wild. Yeah, uh, I mean it's such a good change for the game. It's going to keep the game much more fresh. Uh, did you get the? Wasn't there some limited time? Oh no, we already talked about it. The t- level twenty thing in WoW gets you that. Um, uh, the yeah, other you, you get the paladin hero. Yeah, yeah. Which is isn't it a little weird though that the paladin hero is has a sword, but then you still use the hammer it's, thing. It's very weird. They yeah. should do something about that. Yeah. You think they will? They probably won't. They probably don't I, care. I'm not sure. Although, I mean, they're changing the emote. We're losing the sorry emote. Yeah. So. What's going on, Canada? I thought you guys no. had a say in this up there in Canada with all your sorries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think jo- your co-host on the Angry Chicken, Jocelyn, had made a comment about that on Twitter and it cracked me up. But yeah, why? Why? What's the what's the reasoning? Do we know why they took sorry out? Uh, no, I, they didn't really go into it. It was kind of a, just a, they were kind of just making jokes about it but i'm sure it was because it was the really that emote was number number one for using it sarcastically yeah why else would you use it never was it ever even when i used it it was never like uh, oh i'm so sorry i won of course you're not sorry you're there to win that's stupid (laughs) jocelyn always fought for it saying uh, if you forgot to end turn and you made them sit through a rope that you could legitimately apologize for forgetting to hit end turn that's a good Leave it to, uh, and I always make the joke, leave it to the Canadian to find the nice, uh, legitimate way to utilize, uh, you know, digital greetings. Maybe they'll have to change this phonetic spelling of it to sorry, uh, since the Canadians want it. Maybe only the Canadians can have it. How about that? 
Just and that's the only emote they get. It's just sorry. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it's fine. It's you know it's it's whatever. But that basically, I only brought that up to say, hey, you never know. We they, they record new lines of dialogue all the time. They stuck they snuck in new lines of dialogue for mirror matchups mm. without even making a big stink about it. All of a sudden, you get Gul'dan versus Gul'dan. They don't say the same thing to each other. That's true, which is nice. I like yeah. that. Let's have a little variety in our lives. Uh, in Diablo, we if you pre-ordered Overwatch, you got the Mercy Wings. And I thought that was going to be kind of a throwaway, who cares, big deal. I got in there. Those are freaking rad. They're maybe the coolest looking uh, accessory things in the game. And I really like them. They're super cool. And they, they periodically light up and go away and light up and go away. I can't tell if that's affected by whether you're in combat or not. I tried to create a pattern and ended up playing for like three hours. <laughs> Um, Diablo will do that to you sometimes, but, uh, anyway, sure. She's there. Her wings in there just look amazing on my, on my, uh, wizard at the moment. So if you did the pre-order, don't forget to check that out. It's it's super cool. Um, I, I want, I do want to get this over with or out of the way about this whole pre-order business because it has to do with heroes. It has to do with Tracer and it has to do with Overwatch. I understand Blizzard. They have a very unique position in the market where they can promote their games in a way that also fosters the rest of their lineup. And they've done this forever. Uh, you know, even when they were only building one game, the MMO, and had new things on the horizon, they were still trying to come up with ways to integrate that. And lately, it's it's something you always expect. If you're getting a new StarCraft thing, plan on getting something cool in Diablo, something cool in World of Warcraft, and a cool something maybe somewhere else. Um, you're always getting pets, you're always getting portraits, you're always getting something. So it's a nice little sort of cross-promotional thing. With the advent of Heroes, they started adding a little bit more to that recipe, which was, all right, for the StarCraft thing, you're going to get Artanis. Artanis is a full-blown hero. He's the first tank from the StarCraft universe, and you're going to get him early if you pre-order. You're going to get him a week early, and nobody else can get him because you pre-ordered. It kind of makes sense on the surface. Here's the problem. If you don't want to play uh, StarCraft, or let's talk about Overwatch. If you don't want to play Overwatch, if you're not interested in that shooter at all, you not being able to play Mercy, or, or excuse me, uh, Tracer, when you want to play Tracer, like on launch day of Tracer, you're poop out of luck. Not only that, if you pre-ordered the PlayStation 4 version of the game, the physical copy, for example, yep. coming from Amazon, you it didn't matter. You also could not get Tracer a week early. You could only do it if you got the PC version, and that's your only way in. And I know a number of people are in this boat. They're Mac players, so they're playing Heroes on the Mac. They can't get Overwatch on on uh, Mac. They only get it on PC. So they got on a console. They still want to play that game, but they don't get that added benefit. I have the. I think it's a perfectly valid complaint. I think it's kind of lame that they do it, but I have a perfect solution for it, and I'm going to tell you all about it right after this. Hey, everybody, just take a minute to talk about our friends at Casper.com. I love me some Casper. I sleep on one of these. These are amazing mattresses. They're an online retailer, premium mattresses. I mentioned that at the top of the show. They're a fraction of the cost of what you'd pay in a showroom. And they're revolutionizing mattress industry, or the mattress industry, by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to you, the consumer. They're obsessively engineered at a fair price. I like that. They provide long-lasting comfort and support. I got my new Casper mattress and tried it out. Guess what? So soft and comfortable, I kept it. How long did I get to try it out? A hundred days. One hundred days on a bed before I had to send it back. And guess what? I didn't send it back. I kept it. 
because I really like it. And it came straight to my door. It was really, really simple. Um, so here's examples on pricing. You could get a uh, Casper mattress for 500 say for a twin or 950 for a king size. Now compare that to industry averages. That's an outstanding price point. I don't know the last time you've been into a mattress warehouse, but it's, it's not even close. You can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by using the code Casper, or excuse me, the website casper.com slash wow and enter the code wow. That's wow at casper.com slash wow. That'll save you 50 bucks. Big thanks to Casper. I freaking love mine. You'll like yours as well. All right. Now, let's talk about how I would fix this problem with Tracer. All you got to do is still let people get Tracer as a benefit of pre-ordering Overwatch. Still something I got for pre-ordering Overwatch. I didn't have to go buy her separately. She, I got her for free, quote-unquote free. Uh... And then everyone else who doesn't want to go that route can still buy her that day for 10 bucks or for 15,000 gold. Why can't they do that, Garrett? Why is that so hard? Because it makes it less special, but I completely agree with you. It's still special, though. I got a free character, which is really what I care about the most. If anything, I'm also annoyed as a player who got her early and got her because I pre-ordered uh, Overwatch, but I can't play with some of my friends who didn't. Or, I, or rather, I know I can play with them, but they can't play Tracer. They can't see what she's like. They can't start practicing with her. Um, you know, my group is a mix of those different people. Some who get it, some have-nots, and some haves. And it's just annoying. It doesn't really benefit anybody other than maybe the game balance or we don't completely jack up matchmaking that first week because not everyone can get her. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's some of that involved here. There's some behind-the-scenes sort of server matching I, I would argue the opposite. I think uh, releasing it to a select few jacks up the quality of your games because now only X amount of people can A, play her, but also B, try her to know how to how she plays and how to counter her. Yeah, so then later, so, then, so this coming Tuesday, we're going to have a bunch of Tracer pros versus a bunch of Tracer noobs who would otherwise be just as good or at least up to speed. It's yeah. just weird. And I don't think it's that big of a benefit to to say that you get it a week early it's, it would be better if you said you get it as part of what you paid for with Overwatch so you don't have to pay the additional 10 in our game to buy it. And for those who want her, you can still get her like normal. Pay your 10 bucks. If they just did that, problem solved. Yep. So yep. do that. I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think whatever bizarre benefit there is uh, that it's big enough to have this weird gate. Yeah. It is weird. I don't like it. Uh, Overwatch, speaking of, had their open uh, beta weekend last week. Everybody could get in. It was locked to just a few maps, and they were uh, load testing. Everything seemed to go pretty well. A couple of weird issues one of the nights I was in. Uh, lots of people in there, a lot of new people, and a lot of like CSGO pros just working people at like level two and three. That oh, was yeah. Kind of hard to watch. To I'm honest. so ready for this game uh, to be out because uh, the, the, the weird, the way there's not enough people. There's not enough people in the game. The yeah. chance of me. Uh, going up against professional shooter players is too high right now, and I, I don't want to be in that world because I'm not. And it happens. I'm not a professional shooter. Player. And you can always tell when it happens. I'll get into a game where there's clearly some, you know, Korean team that sits in a dorm all day and practices and just works us over. And you're like, well, that wasn't a really good match at all. But again, you know, beta, whatever. The only problem I have with that beta weekend is it was supposed to be a beta weekend, and it really wasn't even quite a full two days. It was short and people were ticked. Um, but again, you know, beta. It's not. It's not our place to be ticked. They're being nice to give it to you, so just play it if you want to play it. It ends on Monday is the important thing. Twenty fifth done. No more beta. 
our long national love affair ends and we have to wait like what another week and a half then it comes back for a week and then it goes away again and then the game just releases and then we just finally get the damn thing yep oh my gosh i can't wait bring it game is so good you guys that game is so good i would like to show the chat room here here check this out you'll be able to see this as well uh my wrists are all (laughs) jacked up so i had to buy wrist braces doctor's orders because I have created a bunch of repetitive stress injury in both my hands because of, not limited to, but primarily because of Overwatch and a little bit of Heroes as well. But I've got like this swelling lump, you can't see it, but right here on the top of my hand, basically my mouse clicking hand. And I've never had this before and it's killing me and it's all because of this damn game. Hey Scott, you know you're you're just uh, you know like a hundred pounds and 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 balding hair away from the character from the World of Warcraft episode of South Park. Now that you got the wrist brace, <laughs> I know I'm that guy, dude, laying over on my side with my big stupid wrist brace out, looking like a gauntlet or something, <laughs> picking on kids and trolling them in Goldshire, or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, I. I what are we gonna it. do, dude? I it's Santa. It. They kill boys. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of thought of that when I got him. But anyway, yeah, it's man, annoying. Yeah, that was just in life. It's annoying. I just, and my doctor says, I said to him, I says, just because I'm like, you know, in my 40s. And he goes, no. He goes, this happens to like. He says, when you hear about, in fact, he seemed to know about some of this. He goes, you hear about some of those StarCraft II Korean players retiring early. Did he early. seriously say yeah, that? Yeah, he did. He says, when you hear about the StarCraft II uh, players retiring early, it's usually because of repetitive stress injuries. Like their their wrists are just jacked and they're gone for good. It's like pitchers in, in baseball. By the time they're 30, they're you know, four surgeries and and whatever oh, away man. from basically having a new elbow put in or whatever. So it's I that kind of great, thing. I keep greatly underestimating your state, uh, Scott. <laughs> no, like, dude. <laughs> I turn on the news at night and you guys are uh, d- declaring porn a public health hazard. Oh, our governor's uh, an idiot. What your doctors apparently know about StarCraft II professional Korean esports. Whenever team. this is the fun, that is the great dichotomy in my state. Like we're super high tech. We have some really awesome tech stuff going on. There's like amazing video game companies here. EA, one of the EA's main offices and Disney Interactive's here. And they have a huge university program for gamers. And it's very savvy on all those fronts. And then every once in a while, some old man in a suit will go, we're declaring porn a public health emergency. And then you find out six months later, that guy's got a bunch of porn on his uh, <laughs> computer or something. That, like, that's, that's what we're just waiting for, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's all that's I'm waiting for. Happen. It's just a Florida man story waiting to happen, except it'll be Utah man. So Only reason I brought it up. I was like, I was in the back of my head, I'm like, should I make this joke? Ah, Scott gives Florida crap all the time. Oh, it's you fun. should, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, you're, Ameri- <laughs> you're on America's wing. I'm you know, America's great, <laughs> conflicted, uh, conservative, liberal s- state and city of Salt Lake City, Utah. So I deserve it. I, I deserve it. But it's hard, it's hard here sometimes because on one hand, we got like, like Salt Lake City is one of the coolest cities. Like it's like Austin in Texas a little bit. It's like this hey, oasis I, of of normalcy. I, I will confirm that, man. Like I remember my first time ever going to Nerdtacular and yeah. being like, I don't know what to expect from Utah. I assume it's just brown. <laughs> and then we get up into uh, we get up into Snowbird. Yeah. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's gorgeous up here. People have no idea. But once you see it, you never want to leave it. And when you and but then you have these things. They'll come up and you're just like, oh please, do we have to be this stupid? <laughs> like do you have to like <laughs> it's one thing to say, probably not you know, if a guy's looking at porn twenty four hours a day, it's probably not good. Like that guy probably could use some help. I'm right? sure it's a, a safety issue or a health issue for that one guy. For that guy and for people <laughs> like him. And there is a, you know, my sister's a psychologist. She could tell you this. There are a lot of people who really struggle with that. 
But declaring it a statewide health emergency is akin to me saying, all right, well, there's a, I can see him right now working on where they're building the house next to me. There's, there's three people of Mexican descent on that house over there right now. There is an epidemic of Mexicans in, in Utah. I'm glad that that's where you went with it. I was going to say uh, uh, Katie brought home a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos the other day, and that, uh, for me, should be declared a, a health emergency because when those are in the house, I cannot stop myself from eating them. All right. Well, everyone go to Canyonlands and be reminded why this state's cool. Yep. All right. Wow. We really went off the rails there. Yeah, we did. It's fine. Uh, that means that's a good transition, though, because now we get to hear other people go off the rails in this section we call the town crier. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> the town crier is where my then five-year-old son, who is now 15 and doesn't sound like that at all, uh, where he uh, heralds in us talking about you and your calls and emails. Today we're going to do a call. These come to us at 801-471-0462. Please leave us messages. We're happy to play them on the show. 801-471-0462. Or email us your thoughts and attachments to theinstance at gmail. Dot com. Let's hear what this guy has to say about private servers. Uh, it's little Yuna here. And by guy, I mean girl. Jeez, Scott. <laughs> I forgot it was a female. I'm an idiot. Here you go. From Eldress Alas, Draenei Holy Priest Extraordinaire. Uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts would be if Blizzard released their own servers that catered to the private server people who got shut down. Um, if they charged like $5 or... $10, depending on the expansion, and they could have servers of their own that they put up that are either only classic, only RAF. Um, yeah, just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Thanks very much. Bye. All right, so it's been a big topic when they shut down that public server. A lot of people were real upset about that. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, you know, Blizzard's response has always been, well, you don't really want this. You think you do, but you don't, which I think is not exactly the best PR spin. Um, however, this is a decent solution. It's a bit like what they tried to do with controlling the market for items in, in Diablo when they put in that um, uh, the real money auction house that did not go well for them. Turns out the real the only real security they needed was their servers were live all the time and you had to connect to them. Um, so it's probably something they could have thought about more. But when it comes to um, this situation, I don't disagree. I think it's maybe an idea that if... The, the, here's the here's the thing. It would need to be significant numbers. Now, is a hundred thousand people that were reportedly using that server and servers like it, is that the number that's big, big enough where Blizzard could say, yeah, we could justify running three realms uh, that ran three different versions of the expansion, and people could sign up for those and pay us ten bucks a month, nine ninety nine or something. Um, could they justify that, or do or do they think like I suspect these people just don't want to pay to play WoW? And so there, I'm not saying everybody. I know there are a lot of people that would. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want a blanket statement this, but I think a lot of the people that were playing on those private servers were also people that were glad to be doing this cool retro thing. They were feeling like rebels a little bit, and it didn't cost them anything. Don't you think? I, I, yeah, I mean, there's you can't you can't paint everyone with the same colors. Like no, <laughs> so no. There's this is there's going to be a tap. There's so many people involved here. It's a tapestry of individuals, sure. and I'm sure for some people. That is true. I'm sure for others, they it, it really just comes down to vanilla wow. Right. Um, I mean, th th this is where my head is at, right? Because I look at this and I'm like, well, this should be a wake-up call to Blizzard that some people really want this. And there's clearly a lot of people that want this. Um, and I, I feel like the, the PR side of this would have been 
a lot better and easier to swallow if they, you know, on top of saying sending these guys a cease and desist, also announcing, hey, we're bringing WoW Classic servers online, mm-hmm. and you can play it for seven dollars a month, mm-hmm. or you, you can add it onto your existing WoW subscription for only three more dollars, or something of that nature. What do you think the likelihood of that ever happening is, though? It just seems like that's not a priority. Am I? I I feel like as time goes on, it may not be as insane as it kind of seems to me right now mm-hmm. because we've seen um we've, if you go look at the blizzard uh what's what am i looking at uh the job posting page if you see oh, where right. they're hiring they have a division now for classic games yeah that's true um and i don't and i don't see why you couldn't consider vanilla wow burning crusade wow wrath of Lich king wow classic games yeah at some point it is <laughs> like it's how long is that is it 11 years is it 15 years is it you know like, what is it because at some point yeah. they're going to want to have that preservation. They would rather own the preservation than have somebody else jury rig it out there in the wild and dink with their stuff. And that is my other, the other point I, I want to bring up is that I think this, that experience should be preserved. And I think that experience should be, you should be able to experience it in some fashion. And right now you can't, I mean, yeah, the raids are still there and yada, yada, but you know, old Azeroth isn't there. Mm-hmm. You can't, uh, you can't only have a ground mount anymore. You don't have to wait till 40 to get your first mount. Mm-hmm. You kids don't know how easy you have it, by the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't do that again. I can't go back to vanilla and do that ground mount thing again. That was the shit show of a lifetime. I didn't. <laughs> I never had any gold. It was the worst. I don't want to do that again. So, you know, I think what people think they want and what they actually want might be a little bit different. I think what people really want is somebody to say, here's a vanilla server, but we've made a bunch of tweaks that we as a community think we want, which is fine. And they've modded it to be a, an experience that isn't exactly pure pure wow. Like, that's my understanding of how that experience was anyway. There were some things done in that thing to make it a little less than just straight-up vanilla wow. And if that's the case, well, that's di- they're, they're asking for something very different than Blizzard to do something officially. If, yeah. they, if they want Blizzard to mod it or make it user-moddable or something like that, maybe. And Blizzard's never going to be able to squash this in every single case. They're only going to be able to take down legally these, like, 100,000 people servers because those that's a significant number um and and we've had people all over the map on this who think blizzard isn't absolutely in their right to do this and legally they are but that this is how they should be behaving about it that there are some people who have written in and said well we think this is you know blizzard overreaching you know they should be more interested in what their community wants and so they should make this possible for them or at the very least open source the old versions of the software like it did with the doom and quake engine and that sort of thing um, and then there's been people in the middle who are like, I don't know what to think. I, I kind of miss Wrath of the Lich King, but if I played it, I'd probably be annoyed about some of the stuff that's, you know, made my life better now. And, you know, there've been a little bit more of a, of a reasoned uh, approach. Me personally, I, I think I would be surprisingly interested in it. Um, if, if they made some concessions, if they still included some of the updates from now, but for the most part, the game still existed the way it used to, I would, I would like, I would love, please keep the updated graphics we have now. Cause, Oh, Vanilla Wild, if you go back and look at it, it does not look pretty. No, it looks like four polygons and a face. It's, yeah. ba- it's bad, and it was great in 04, don't get me wrong. But even then, it wasn't really pushing the envelope. They That was on purpose. They wanted yeah. this thing to work on a lot of uh, rigs, and they didn't want to you know limit people the way that EverQuest 2 is a little too heavy for a lot of people's PCs. So I totally yeah. get it, and the stylization did help it. But if you look at, like, I was looking at new models from the Alpha yesterday, and, and just remarking to myself, man, they've come a long way in like the way that stuff looks in that world. It looks so yeah. good. There's so much artistry happening on still relatively low poly counts 
even for these updates with the models, it's still relatively low compared to the competition. And yet they still make it look pretty good. Now, if you say to me, hey, Scott, how would you feel about vanilla? But with the facelift we have now applied to that. Well, yeah, that, that but you still cap out at 60 and you still have 40-man raids. Like, oh, that sounds really cool to me. It does sound kind of cool. Like, I'm not saying I want to play it all the time, like, but I would definitely want to have one max character that I can kind of go back and work on. Like, with the advent of streaming and and now that, uh, you know, all of this retro gaming and whatnot is, is so much more easily uh, attainable, you can go and watch it. I think it'd be so cool if we had these, like, and when we get this a little bit with like time walking yeah. dungeons and what like and stuff like that, but it's it's still not the same experience. I think it'd be really cool to be like, hey guys, here's my stream schedule. Thursday night is Vanilla Wild Night. We're gonna go get forty men together and go do MC and 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 have that have the weight to it that it should have, which is this is gonna be nuts. It's not forty people stomping it because we're level one hundred. Yeah, it's forty people at sixty with the same stats and concessions that existed in Vanilla Wow. Yeah, I think that's cool, and I think something is lost that we can't go and have that experience. A little bit. Blizzard would be, I think. My opinion is, I would love it if they did something to preserve it. So here's here's the here's a question. Somebody's got a gun to your head, and then we'll finish out this topic. Somebody's yep. got a gun to your head and says, "All right, uh, Garrett, you have to pick whether Blizzard will do this one day or won't ever do this, and your life depends on the correct answer." Because I'm gonna pull this trigger because he's a future traveler and he knows. Well, I prefer options, so I would just say. <laughs> They will. Okay, you'd say they will, and then and then hope he doesn't shoot you. I would I would probably say that as well. I think Blizzard has a vested interest in keeping this stuff alive in some form, um, and also the pressure from the public certainly helps them to to realize that or to see that they're not opposed to admitting when they make mistakes. I don't know if anyone saw this GameSpot. In fact, part two's up today, and I haven't seen it yet. But this GameSpot uh, series they're doing on the creation of Overwatch has a lot more. At least that first episode, a lot more to do with wow what that did to the company and where they were headed with titan and why they scrapped it and how that failure affected them and them calling it a failure and talking about it being a big pile of of nothing when they decided to cancel it and what made them get back on their feet and get it get overwatch out and all this kind of stuff super fascinating and interesting over at gamespot.com uh daniel dwyer the uh guy over there did it he's irish descent guy really cool anyway i like irish accents that's why i bring up his nationality Point is, uh, what was my point? My point was, oh, my point was, I get out of that. I got out of that uh, a reminder that Blizzard is has been and always is willing to admit when they're wrong about something. If something's just not right, they'll come around, and maybe they're not right about private servers or or the idea of preserving the old state of the game, and maybe they are only right about it for now. And in two, three, five years, this all switches over and changes. I don't know. But if I, that gun was held to my head, I think I'd answer the same as you. I'd like them to to do it, and I think that they probably will at some point. Yeah. Good call, person who called, who is not a man. But I think a- it's a really interesting topic and a really interesting discussion being had around the uh, the Blizzard kind of landscape right now. And, and I, I, almost gaming as a whole, just this type of this digital archive, you know, archives. Yeah. Like, how, a- are we losing stuff mm-hmm. by not? By not thinking about it. Because the internet's probably going to take care of it for us, right? Somebody out there is going to figure it out. Someone will figure out a a way to make sure that, I don't know, the original online version of Madden for the Dreamcast will still work over a server because you used to be able to connect through a modem and that was like crazy then. But, you know, someone will figure out a way to preserve that. Somebody will find a way. The internet finds a way. But it would be nice if the companies seemed more invested in it 
and and maybe they are and we just don't see it, but they sure don't talk about it a lot. Blizzard has shown that they're interested in keeping Diablo 2 in a state that you can play it. They've updated that recently, Warcraft 3, uh, Lost Vikings. You know, it's only a matter of time before we get, uh, I don't know, what was that one? Rock and Roll Racing? Maybe you can play it now, actually. Anyway, they show, they show a, a genuine interest in their previous work. So that's why I'm leaning that way, because Blizzard already seemed like they like that. You know, they just don't like it right now while you're doing it on your own and not paying them any money. That's all. Yeah. I'm sure the, I'm sure we'll get no emails about this and the issue is put to rest forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People don't have very strong opinions about this discussion in any way, shape or form. No, they're super quiet about it. No one hardly brings it up. It's fine. Uh, Twitter.com slash in, or, uh, <laughs> at instant show. Everyone. At <laughs> Thank you very show. much. Or Garrett Art. That one's fine, too. Oh, um, yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, bring, bring it, it on. It. He's ready for you. Um, all right. Quick note before we get out of here. A uh, So a lot of people have asked, Scott, are you are you or are you not renting a big movie theater in June for the premiere of the Warcraft movie? And the answer is yes, we are. We're finalizing details. We know it's the weekend of the 10th of June. It will be oh. that Saturday. Is that the actual 10th? I, I should look that up. Um, but today I'm going to post all this, so I'll know all of this stuff here shortly. There's a few things op- in the open right now, like what particular time of day we're working through that. I can tell you uh, people like Tom Merritt, Brian Nibbett, and a few others are going to come and be at this thing. Uh, so there's uh, you know some reason for some to travel if they want, although it's mostly for locals. But it doesn't matter. Uh, basically, I'll, I'll, there'll be a way for you to reserve tickets so that you have seats for sure. If you want to come be a part of this like local community, let's you know watch Warcraft together. As a bunch of Warcraft fans, uh, then, you know, it's on. So here's what I want you to do. Pay attention to this URL. There's nothing there right now, but there will be later today. Frogpants.com slash Warcraft. That's where I'll put all the details. And very soon, you'll know exactly what you need to do. But I've been getting a lot of questions, so I wanted to get it out here in other shows that this is happening. Uh, the weekend of June 10th, Warcraft movie, Salt Lake City, Utah. Big 500-seat theater, limited tickets, blah, blah, blah. Frogpants.com slash Warcraft. Okay. I think that's it. Garrett Weinzerl, such a pleasure having you on, man. Always good to have you on here, and you've always got so many other things going on. Uh, where would you like people to point their squinties after they leave this episode? Everything can be found on amove.tv, uh, but I like the shine, uh, extra shiny bright light on CreateCon. Uh, I'm putting on my first own little con here in Orlando, Florida on July 30th. Come on down. Uh, you can get tickets and information over at createconvention.net. Uh, we're going to have a lot of live shows, Live Anger Chicken into the Nexus, uh, Night Attack, having Tom Merrick come. We're doing a Star Wars show with him and Jenny. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it sounds good. Dates again? July 30th, 30th. Saturday, July 30th. Check it out, everybody. 30th. That's one month from the Legion launch. That's how you remember it. Yeah. So one month before Legion. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. The instance.net is the website. Please go there. Uh, everything you need to know, link to, and uh, click for <laughs> can be found right there. Uh, we are at Instant Show on Twitter, at Scott Johnson. You can also find Garrett at Garrett Art on Twitter. Uh, more shows just like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, and for Garrett. We'll see you next time. Bye. Job's done. <laughs> Job is indeed done. I think it's so cute, and I think it's so sweet. How you call me out in comments and say I'm not elite. But let me stop you there. 
Your game is no, your skill is no, your attitude's no. You really need to go, you really need to go, really need to go. Not to the eye, to the no, no, no. Your game is no, no. your skill is no. no, your attitude's no. no. You really need to go, you really need to go, really need to go. Not to the eye, to the no, no, no. First you gotta say, you're the best in game. Thinking I'm a scroll, but you got no skill. Say you're powerful, so original. Telling me you're better than them all I was having fun before you came along Now I'm thinking maybe you should go Blah, blah, blah I'd be like nah to the ah to the no, no, no All my gamers listen up If that troll ain't giving up Vote to kick, he ain't worth it And all you gotta say is Your game is no, your skill is no Your attitude's no You really need to go, you really need to go Really need to go Thank you for the threat, now you better get out of this group before I can All you do is talk, but you don't even walk You don't scare me with your blue and green Telling me enough, boy you better run Don't want you to take this personal But you suck, you say I suck Not to the eye, to the no, no, no All my gamers listen All my gamers. If that troll ain't giving up Vote to kick, he ain't worth it And all you gotta say your game is no, your skill is no, your attitude's no You really need to go, you really need to go, really need to go Not to the I, to the no, no, no Your game is no, your skill is no, your attitude's no You really need to go, you really need to go, really need to go Not to the I, to the no, no, no That girl is impossible, impossible That girl is impossible, impossible That girl is impossible, impossible That girl is Your game is no, your yeah, is no, your attitude is no. You really need to go, you really need to go, really need to go. Back to the eye, to the no, no, no. Your game is no, your skill is no, your attitude is no. You really need to go, you really need to go, really need to go. Back to the eye, to the no, no, no. Today from a just-concluded news conference at Blizzard headquarters, where we learned the true reason behind the recent shutdown of our private server hosting vanilla World of Warcraft. It turns out that Blizzard was concerned about brand confusion. Why, you ask? Because today they announced a partnership with Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream, in which flavored-themed servers will be created to bring variety to the WoW experience. 
The first server will feature a chunky monkey theme and focuses on an alternate universe Stranglethorn Vale where the trolls and goblins have been conquered by highly evolved versions of the region's native gorillas, chimps, and orangutans. A brief flyby video showed a simian-filled booty bay with the goblin statue in the harbor replaced by a half-buried human female version holding a torch aloft. The only human I saw in the video strangely bore a striking resemblance to Charlton Heston. According to the PR rep, the second server will be a tribute to the popular Cherry Garcia flavor. This server will be dedicated to the Forsaken, with expanded versions of the Undercity and Tirasfall Glades. The rep chuckled a bit when he noted that the followers of Savannah should be very appreciative of this. The young Pandaren cub reporter next to me didn't get the joke, and I must admit I felt very old when I leaned over and said to her, it's going to be the server of the grateful Undead. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Fall in, soldiers! Welcome to the Raided Battleground. I'm Winstead, the Battleground Commander, and this is your Tactical Minute. Let the battle begin. The morale of a team can often make or break the battleground before the first point of damage is even dealt. When a team's morale is high, they will function better. They will cover each other's backs in times of need. Building the morale of a team will increase your odds that victory will swing your way. That being said, it's not just the leader's job, but the responsibility of every team member to keep the morale high. Compliment your fellow teammates on the job well done. If a player makes a mistake, don't start pointing fingers. Be positive, build up your teammates, and make it fun. If people are enjoying the team, they will fight harder against the enemy rather than fighting each other. If you have any questions or comments about this Tactical Minute, you can get a hold of me at Winstead84 on Twitter. Or come join us on the Rated Battleground at Stitcher, iTunes, and Podbean. This has been your Tactical Minute brought to you by the Rated Battleground. I'm Winstead, the Battleground Commander, and here are your orders. Log in, queue up, and build up that morale of your team so you can crush the morale of your enemies. Oh, Luger the Mage here. And I'm Ben the Mage. He's here? He's really here? He's here, Ben. Mark Hamill, you said something about him and my birthday? Um, kind of. Just that he liked your tweet and it was your birthday. So he's coming to my party? No, Ben. Okay, I'll dress in my Jedi robe so he knows how much of a Star Wars fan I am. Uh, Ben, I think he knows. As a matter of fact, everybody in Azeroth knows. You named your Iron Starlet Angry BB-8. He needs to get to the Resistance. Okay, while Ben is, uh, not in reality land, tune in to episode 84 of Battle Pets, where we talk various birthday news, tons of real-life updates, boss battles, team-building silliness, and we throw in a new segment just for kicks. Okay, so I'm gonna have him give me a piggyback ride, just like Yoda. Um, we'll lightsaber duel, and ooh, ooh, I'll ask him to bring R2. Ben, he's not coming. Yeah, you're just trying to keep the surprise. Oh my god, Nevermore is going to kill me? This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>